Hello, hello. This is Ginny Brandon of Soul Pet Connections, and this is episode two of Riding with the Weeds. And with me is Tosh. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. Thank you very much. It's a beautiful sunny day where I am. I'm Tash. I am from Biddy Gohad and super excited to be here to chat about riding in the weeds and just how that relates to our worlds with bikes and horses and pets and sports and all of the things that we do. All the things. So today we're going to talk about resistance today. This is something I've bumped up against a lot and it kept coming up in conversation with the two of us. So I think it's appropriate that we kind of, kind of deal with this one. Yeah. And it's funny because I always find that there's those patterns and, you know, we're recording this at the time of the full moon. It was first thing this morning. We've just gone through Scorpio season. So I think resistance has been a big theme in everybody's world and from what I understand, it will be for the next little bit because we're really coming into this space of expansion and we're being asked to step into like, what is your big dream? Like, what is it that you're wanting to do? Where are you wanting to go? And of course, when we step out of our comfort zones, what's the first thing that jumps right up? Yeah, we run right into that wall of resistance, right? And I think that's something that, you know, you hear a lot in the, in the motivational spaces about, you know, feeling good and doing things when you feel good. But I, I don't, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> I think even when we are passionate about something and even when we're quote living our passion or even when we have hobbies or whatever that we really enjoy, like resistance is going to be there. I think that's also what sort of separates something from being a hobby versus being something that you're really trying to bring into the world that you're truly dedicated to is how willing are you to work when there's resistance? Yeah, absolutely. And it, as you say, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. Well, actually just, if I can, just a little bit about my last couple of weeks. And, you know, it's funny because I've been living in a camper van now for, it's been a year. It was officially a year on the 1st of November. And it's so easy to say to people, you just do it. Like you just, you just decide that that's what you're going to do and you make it happen. And, and it's really quite simple. Like, why do you have these resistance issues? And then it, oh, okay, so we, have to, we have to leave. Like we're on our way to Mexico. And yeah, we know that we're leaving and we've been putting the things into place. But like, as the time got closer, the resistance was looming and getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, I noticed how hard it was to say goodbye to my friends because I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to see them for like six, seven months. Like this is a big deal. And then settling all the things with my business so that it can run independently of me physically being there and the things that I had to set up. And, and there's many times along the way where I'm like, why am I even doing this? Like it would be so much easier to just stay. Like, if I just stayed here for the winter, like that would be easier. And just realizing that it isn't just a case of you just do it. And I was talking to a friend yesterday who was on his way down and he's like, I kind of feel like maybe the universe is telling me I shouldn't go. And I'm like, the universe is asking you, how willing are you to work through these things so you can get there? And, and it's also an opportunity for us, I think, to see that we tend to just say to people, like, it's just easy. Like, riding a bike it's simple like everyone knows how to ride a bike you just get on it you ride downhill like how hard is it to ride a horse you get on the thing I mean the thing can walk itself like 
why would it be difficult? Like you just do it. And, and sometimes we forget just how much resistance we've actually moved through because we're, we're used to that kind of resistance and we're used to being in that space, but it's always there. And then yeah. sometimes it comes up and you get frustrated because you don't understand how there could possibly be this resistance when I'm really good at this and, and I know how to do this and I've done this in the past. Why is there resistance there? And I think that is the trickiest part about resistance is really examining what am I feeling and do I need to move through this feeling or should I change course and, and do something a little bit different? Like, I'm not even going to lie this morning. I headed out with the intention to ride my horse and it was beautiful here this weekend. It was like in the seventies. It was really comfortable. It was gorgeous. And then today it's a lot cooler and the wind is blowing. Like we're not talking to breeze. Like it is windy and the wind is cold. And I got into the barn and I was like, you know what? It's just not it today. And I checked the weather and the next two days are going to be really nice again. Cooler than they were over the weekend, but they're going to be really nice again. And it was like, you know what, today, I don't want to take the energy to move through this. And I just wasn't feeling like I was in the right space. And I could feel myself getting a little bit cranky and not in a way that I was going to be able to manage easily. And when it comes to pets and animals, you got to know where your limit is because the cranky feelings, you can't, you can't bring that with you to your pets. Like that's not fair to them. And especially with horses, it's not, it's not a good thing. And everybody loses when that happens. So it was like, you know what, today I was like, okay, fine. Like, it's just not the day to ride today. And I'm going to go back out tomorrow and we'll get it done. But not even going to lie. There have been times where I had said that to myself and then tomorrow came and we still didn't do it. <laughs> So really learning to judge those moments and figure out when, when do I move through this? When is it just the universe sort of tossing something my way and saying, how committed are you versus when is it really time to take a step back and pause and say, you know what, today, I think I should wait on this or today is not the right day to tackle this. And, you know, I don't even have an answer. Like, I, I think the answer for me is sometimes you figure it out when you go, you know what, I should have stuck it out. <laughs> and, or when you notice that pattern that, gee, I've been saying I'm going to do this tomorrow for a week and I'm still not doing it. Why? You know, why am I hitting that resistance? I think, I think that's the key, right? And, and the piece of information that I really kind of had come to me this week when I was in that space was I was listening to an Instagram live from someone I follow online. And, you know, she's talking about like resistance is what you have on the way to the big, like to your celebration of your big dream. And then you get to the celebration and then you go into sabotage. And, and I think what you've just been talking about is like that added piece of, so what she was saying is that in order to move through that resistance every day, you want to align yourself with your higher purpose and align yourself with what it is you're wanting to achieve. And what I love about what you were just saying is that, what you're wanting to achieve is to actually have fun on the horse with, you're wanting to have an enjoyable experience and you know, it's not fun for either one of you to go out in that type of weather. So it's actually aligning to your bigger goal and your bigger dream to not go out today and to look at going tomorrow. And if tomorrow's not going to work and you're going to be putting both of you into a space where it's very difficult for you to actually work through the resistance. And in fact, you're creating 
more resistance to work through. The surf break that I'm at right now is a really good example of that. It's a hard surf break. It's a beach break. It breaks all over the place and then you'll get a closeout set that comes through. And if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and you're in the impact zone, it's going to suck for like three waves and you're going to get pounded. And I've got a sore shoulder and I got a sore leg. And like my husband's an even better example, like when he gets stuck in the impact zone, his legs, he doesn't have all his muscles. So he gets, he gets folded upside down. So he really has to align the joy that he's going for with the abilities that he has. And if he goes out on a day where it's not the right time, he's going to get pounded. He's not actually going to be able to go tomorrow because he's going to have to recover from that. So there's so many other pieces that we kind of forget to add in. And it's so easy to just be like, well, I should have just worked through it. But in fact, if that's not aligning with where you're going, then actually not doing it was the right way to deal with the resistance. Um, yeah. I think this brings up the challenge of developing the consistency and the routines that help to make that easier. There was a time that I wouldn't ride at all if it was like the slightest bit windy. I do not like wind. It's just not my jam. And horses don't tend to like wind either because it distorts their hearing. And so it makes them extra sensitive. Plus everything is like flapping around and, you know, and moving and they don't like that. So my dislike of it combined with their dislike of it was just a bad combination. But I'm in a space now where I have done the work enough and I have a consistent enough routine that I can go out there and enjoy myself even on a really breezy day. And, you know, there are, I keep trying to get a picture, but of course, riding and trying to take a photo at the same time is not really advisable, but every now and then I, you know, I'll be riding along and the breeze will just blow the horse's mane, like straight up. And I start laughing and, you know, cause like years ago, I never, I wouldn't have been on the horse at that moment. You know, I just never would have even been there. And I, I feel like I've spent enough time in the consistency and the routines to really make it be okay to get through to that point, you know? And today was one of those days where like the weather, we're heading into winter now. And so the weather is getting a little more volatile and it was like, you know what? It's just a little too much today. I just don't feel like I can physically and mentally manage all of the things. And so I'll skip it today and I'll get back out there tomorrow again and we'll keep going. Yeah. I feel like we're kind of moving into like now the conversation around flow, right? So it's like resistance to flow because by identifying where you do want to overcome the resistance and where you don't need to overcome the resistance, you start to find that flow. And then when you've got a good flow going on in one space, you're now able to build those skills, which could lead you into being able to find flow in another space that previously you weren't able to find the flow. And again, I'll go back. Sorry, we're, we're on a surfing binge, not on a biking binge right now, but just sort of that, like, it's that same thing. Like as I get better and more confident, like this morning, again, I was catching waves because they were little and they were easy to catch. And my husband was like, you know what, focus on just getting a wave and going straight and think about 
turning, we won't go into the rest of that conversation because I was like, you're giving me way more credit, but that's another conversation for another day. And so I was doing exactly that. And then he was like this wave and I saw this wave coming and it was a, it was a bit bigger than the other ones. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got this. And I paddled into it and it picked me up. And I got up and was like, oh shoot, I got to make the drop. And the drop was like big. Like I haven't been out on my surfboard for months, right? So suddenly I'm like taking the drop and I freaked out and jumped off. And as soon as I did it, I was like, that would have been so good. But I wasn't quite ready for it. I didn't quite have the mental ability to hold that space and know, like, had I committed, I would have had a killer wave. Well, I probably would have actually just hit the ground and gotten pummeled, but I would have made the drop and it would have built my confidence so that, you know, the next time I'm able to know that if I actually like my timing has gotten so much better over the last, like when we were here last winter to know, like if I get up and actually am ready to drop in, it's because I'm supposed to be there. And if, if it doesn't work, I'm just going to get spurted out in front of the whitewash, which is a whole lot better than, you know, that hesitation and that not commitment. And it was just super cool. Cause I was like, ah, oh, okay, I'm there. I'm now in that space where I'd like, started to catch the waves and you're like looking at this wall of water coming towards you and like yeah no I can do this and then it picks you up and and to not like have that moment but I think that's where it's like each time we work through the resistance we have an opportunity to then find another alignment space and be like oh this actually does work oh I do want to be here and and that's where the magic starts to happen and we start to figure out where we are and what our goals are and how we want to operate in the world that yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting to me is, is again, it's like walking this really fine line between waiting for feeling right and then doing it anyway. And, you know, when it comes to working with horses, especially, but it's, it's really true of any animals that you have to be careful because if you are pushing through into a fear zone, you can push yourself over the edge of being able to manage all of the emotions, the mental commitment, all the things, like you said, like you were right there on that edge of your skill set. And the hardest part is if you never push into that next level, you'll never get there. But if you push yourself too fast, then you're not going to be able to manage it when you get there anyway. And you're really going to end up setting yourself further backwards, you know? So walking that line of being able to do something, even when you don't feel like it, you know, working through that resistance to help build the muscle, the muscle, even being like the mental, emotional, physical muscles of being able to work through all of that at the same time. Like you've got to be able to balance those things. And like I said, there were, there was a time where I wouldn't ride in the conditions that I easily ride in now but I have a consistent routine that helps me get set up so that when I get out there, I just do it. And I don't, I don't even question anymore. You know, there is no question, you know, and if I had gotten out of the car and started my routine, I probably would have been fine. But like I said, today was just pushing it a little bit hard. I struggle when winter sets in. I, you know, deal with the seasonal affective disorder issues. The time change this weekend did not help where I am. And so 
you know, when you're bumping up against too much, you got to know when to be like, okay, today we're just going to take a time out and regroup and work back. But I have those routines to fall back on. So tomorrow when I go back to the barn, I know exactly how I'm going to get set up. I know exactly how I'm going to get in the right frame of mind and we're just going to go do it, you know, and that has enabled me to expand my comfort zone so that when those little moments arrive where it's like, oh, this is something that would, that would worry me. I don't get as worried because I have that routine that I'm already functioning on that foundation that I'm already working from that I do the same way every time. And I'm sure it's the same on bikes and even in surfing or other sports, you have a way that you get set up and you get started. And so if you're running into a lot of resistance, like what do you do to get started? You know, even in the beginning of yoga, like the first, what, 15 or 20 minutes of yoga, don't feel that great, right? But an hour later, when you're done with class and you walk out, you're like, I feel wonderful. <laughs> you know? So you have to know that in the beginning, it's not going to feel good and just be okay with that. Like that's, that's normal, right? Like that's, that's it. That's all there is. It's never going to be different. It's funny because as you're talking and thinking about a recent experience had, and this is a, this is a funny example, but you know, many years ago, I read the power of habit and they talked about how like flossing your teeth can change your life. Like going from being a non-consistent flosser to a consistent flosser is like the first step in building really strong habits. And so I went to the, yeah, the dentist, we were talking about things and we were just having this conversation and I realized that I was just I was resisting flossing my teeth because I was a five-year-old kid going, I'm just not going to do it. And, you know, she's sort of saying these things like, well, if you do this, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like I wash my face every morning and every night. I take my vitamins every morning and every night. I brush my teeth consistently every morning and every night. Like these things do not, like I don't go, to, I even like I wash my feet when I'm camping before I go to bed and I'm not flossing my teeth. Like there is, no reason or no logic to me not flossing my teeth every day. And on top of that, I'm having trouble with my teeth having stains and, you know, I'm frustrated because of, of these little bits and pieces. And I'm like, you know, I could just floss. And so every day since I have like got my teeth cleaned, which was I don't know, September, I have flossed my teeth every single day. And it really has been teaching me that I just chose to make that decision that I was going to floss my teeth and I was going to be a tooth flosser. And now I finish brushing my teeth, I floss them and then I'm done. And it's been so simple to just add that extra piece into my life that wasn't there before by just choosing to do it. And I'm like, okay, what's next? Like, what are the other things that I can do? And it's, it's funny how we kind of can just add these bits in. And there's this program called 75 Hard and I really don't like the idea because it's like you add one thing and then the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And it's so quick that it's too hard. I don't see how you can build those routines because the routines and that self-trust come from just a simple step. I'm not going to tell you that I'm a consistent tooth flosser until I've been doing this for six months. But every time I do it, I gain a little more trust and a little bit more confidence in myself that I can now add something else in and then every time I distribute our vitamins in the morning and our vitamins in the evening it's as you say it's the routines and those routines are there when I'm resisting I'm like hey you know what you've been able to do that there is no reason why you can't add that in unless 
there's a valid like today's not the day to go horse riding or today's not the day to go surfing because there's something else going on but exactly as you said because you've got a routine in there you know that tomorrow it's not going to matter that you skipped it because of that logical reason you're able to then just get back up because you can align with that bigger goal of not having stains on your teeth and I think the feedback that you get and these things can be so quick that it's like, again, every time I look at my smile, I'm like, well, why would I ever stop flossing? And it's kind of like that doing the yoga for five minutes every day or doing a meditation. You feel so good that you've actually done it, that it, it starts kickstarting you into that alignment easier because you know you've now got um, proof that if you do this, you're going to feel better. That if you do this, this is going to happen. And the more we grow that proof, the easier to, to then work through that resistance when it comes up in the way harder spaces than just choosing to floss your teeth. I love this conversation. There's there's really two things that are come forward about this. Number one, I think when you're building a routine or you're working towards having something that you want to be a habit, you first have to be able to think of yourself as a person who flosses or as a person who rides or as a person who surfs. Like if your brain cannot wrap itself around the idea of being that person or a person who eats well or doesn't eat X, Y, Z or doesn't smoke, like whatever it is, if you cannot comprehend that you are a person who does that, the wall of resistance will be, might as well be the great wall of China. Like it's, you're not getting over it because you can't embody the idea of being that. But what I love about the tooth flossing example is that you have to start small. Once you get over the hump of the idea of it, then you've got to start with the little steps. And especially if you're dealing with fear as a part of that resistance, like legitimate body fear, like when we talk about doing sports, like riding bikes, riding horses and things like that, like if fear is a component, then you have to break it down. And so like what kind of tiny baby steps, maybe you start flossing at night. Like, I don't know, like what kind of baby steps can you do to be able to be that person, to be able to take that step forward. And the thing I've discovered, you know, cause with the horses, there's been a lot of fear and my horse is huge. So he's a lot taller to fall off of if I come off. And one of the things I've learned is that when you're really ready for that next step, there'll be no second thought. I tell people when they're like, well, you know, I'm really scared to ride. I'm like, well, then you need to take steps on the ground with the horse and then one day you're just going to go, I want to ride. And when it's, your body embodies it, then there isn't a question. And part of that resistance disappears. So, you know, I think we're even talking about, there's like two different categories of resistance. It's like one is the learning and the knowledge resistance. And the thing is that we do as part of like our enjoyable, like surfing or even yoga. And then there's the next level is taking something that we want to do every day. You know, like, what are the things that we need to commit to every day, like our work in the world? So whether that's being a writer or being able to create content around our businesses, like Betty Go Hard for You and Soul Pet Connections for Me, and even the things like the meditation, you know, and the simple things like the tooth flossing, like there's sort of two different categories of things that we meet resistance against. And it's those ones that we need to do every day that are the real kicker. And like, I went through that with meditation not long ago. 
I use Inside Timer. I like it. It it works well for me. And I made it like 60 days and I missed a day. And I was so pissed when I figured out. And I didn't figure it out until like the next morning. And I was like, what? Like my counter started over. And so, you know, like after I think I ended up missing two days really close together. And I was like, all right, that's it. And like now every morning I meditate, it's just what I do. It's like every night you floss your teeth. It's just what I do. And now it's just so built in that I can't imagine not doing it. Even when I have to get up extra early to do something or whatever, like it doesn't matter. I'm just committed to it, you know? It's so cool when, when that happens and you get to that space, you know, where you can kind of find again, that, that flow. Right. And I wanted to go back to what you were talking about a minute ago when I'm teaching biking one of the biggest things that I teach people is when to get off and walk. And I believe that that's probably the most important thing to know on your bicycle is, is when to get off and walk and be like, you know what, I'm not going to do this today. And it might be something you've done before, but especially if it's something you haven't done before, if you walk it like you'd ride it. And I used to tell people, it's like, you know, don't get off your bike and be like, oh, I can't believe I'm not riding this piece. I should be better than this. And as you're walking through it, beating yourself up and going into that space of the past and what you don't want and instead walk it like you'd ride it like where where should my brakes be how fast would I be? where would my line be and thinking about it like as if you are on the bike and then as soon as it's like you don't get off your bike until the very last minute and you get back on that bike at the very first opportunity where you are ready to do so and that section in between you're basically pretending that you're on your bike and by doing that you might do that 10 times, but I guarantee one time you're going to rock up to that feature and your brain is going to think that you have ridden it every time before. And it's not like your brain isn't seeing the getting off the walking because you are stepping in and aligning with the future of you doing it. And you're never once stepping out of that alignment with, I am riding this feature on or off my bike. I am riding this feature and eventually that will click in. And as you say, you'll just ride it because that's what you do. It's that simple to align with the future vision of what you want versus aligning with the past. The past person never flossed. So I'm just not going to floss tonight. I could, but I mean, I never have before. So why would I? As opposed to, I want to be the person who has nice, clean teeth. And I know I can do that by flossing. So I'm going to be that person. And it's like, do you want to step backwards or do you want to step forwards? And it's actually kind of easy. And then once we can see that that's the process, you know, the resistance, it, it's easier to manage and it's easy to get that daily hall pass. Yeah. To get to it and, and, and get it done. And whatever it is that you need to do and whatever your process is, that becomes your process and you embrace it and, make it work. And I think the biggest mistake we make is that we beat ourselves up about the fact that there's resistance. But you know what, like, if there wasn't resistance, then, you know, you can't have fire without smoke, right? Gotta yeah. at the at the beginning. So yeah, I, I really love what you're saying about being able to step off, you know, and that's a big deal to me as a horse rider and also as a bike rider, especially as a very novice bike rider. Um, there is never any shame in not being able to do today what you did yesterday and accepting where you are. And with the horses in particular, like 
at least with your bike, your bike isn't going to wake up moody, you know, like, but with the horses, the horse itself can be different day to day. And so today might not be the day to try that, you know, or there may be something in the environment that's different that the horse is responding to today. And when we resist stepping down, as in like taking the break or stepping down in what we are asking of ourselves at that moment, when we resist that, that's when we get into trouble. That's when we end up getting bucked off of our bike or our horse or, you know, making some kind of mistake that usually hurts <laughs> in the long run, you know, and we end up in, in a spot that's bad. And so also learning to know, you know, hey, when I feel that feeling inside, I need to make a change, even if it quote unquote steps backward, even if it is, well, I did that yesterday, but I can't do it today. And that's okay. Sometimes our bodies talk to us and tell us, you know what, today I am not up for that. And that was me this morning. It was like, <laughs> I am not up for managing everything that goes on on a windy day, like just not up for it today. And if we resist actually saying, yeah, that's okay, then like I said, that's when we get ourselves into trouble. And, you know, that's another level of resistance. I think our ego gets sucked into that. And our ego says, well, but you did it yesterday. Why can't you do it today? You know, like what's wrong with you or, you know, why aren't you good enough? And, you know, that's not what it's about at that point. Like that's the wrong thing to make it about that because that's how we get in trouble. And on bikes and on horses and even on surfboards and things, you can end up hurt if you don't listen to that voice. You know, if you resist that voice, that reasonable voice that's that's in your head and, and in your gut, really. Like I said, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. I love this conversation. How do we move through resistance, acknowledging that resistance is there and then coming around completely to the space where actually sometimes stepping into the resistance is the right thing to do. So I think there's so much in this whole conversation where we've just really say it's like how do we move through it because recognizing it's there and then really understanding like when it's there for us and when it's there to help move us forward the end story is that if we can stay aligned with the goal and i love to ask the question well, are you having fun because like riding your bike is supposed to be having fun so if you're not having fun this is my husband you're not having fun doing it wrong and I really do believe that that's true. And I think that's exactly what we're saying is that, you know, if it's not fun, is it because you're frustrated because you're not doing the thing that you want to be doing and you do just need to move through the resistance? Or is it not fun because you're actually resisting allowing the reality of it being a bad surf day or, you know, it's really dusty and so the trails are dry and it's harder and it's actually not that fun or it's really windy? And, you know, I'll never forget going to a mountain bike park and I wanted to ride the hard trails. My husband's like, we can't, like, it's too dry. It's too dusty. And we spent like 60 bucks each for a, a lift ticket. We did two and a half runs. And my ego was like, no, the first time we'd ever gone together and had fun and it hadn't been about work. And I had never been so terrified in my entire life on my bike. And my husband looks at me, he's like, are you having fun? I'm like, no, I think I'm going to die. He's like, let's go to the beach. And it, it took a lot though, to just be like, this is not where we want to be today. And as we evolve as humans, that whole like meditation, skipping it. And it's the same thing 
I don't know if it happens when you're on the horse in the same way. You've hit that jump before, but today you just don't want to, or you and the horse aren't jiving, but you're afraid that if you don't do it, you might not ever do it again. And I think that is such a human space to be in. So to kind of wrap us up here, I think, you know, what we're really saying is that it's okay. Align with where you want to go, align with the feeling that you're wanting to have, and then the decisions and the choices become pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally all okay. This theme has come up a lot for me lately. The world is both, it's everything. And like you said, we've run the gamut from understanding where resistance comes from as part of just not wanting to start the work versus the resistance of like, gee, this work is not where I should be today. And listening to the voices inside, there comes a point where like the tooth flossing and the meditating and the yoga and those things where it has to be a practice, but your practice is going to look different every day. Even your tooth flossing is probably going to look a little different every day. <laughs> some days you're going to be thorough and some days you're not, you know, so that's all okay. But the fact is you're dedicated to the practice. And you're dedicated to doing the work of whatever that is, whether that's caring for your body or your craft or your sport, you know, like that's, that's all there is to it. So I'm pretty sure we could probably talk about this for quite a long time because <laughs> there's a lot of nuance and details and intricacies with this topic. But um, I feel like we've really run just about the gamut of as far as we can go with like the, the variance in what is resistance. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, with the, with the goal of us keeping these within sort of that, that 30 to 40 minute game, let's, let's wrap it up and we can, we'll definitely come back to this topic another day, I think. So thank you so much for listening. And I am Tash from Betty Go Hard. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, Betty Go Hard is my handle. And then I am on Facebook as Natasha Lockie. I run Kootenai Mountain Biking. We do bike lessons and coaching both online and in person in the and in Todos Santos area in Baja. And if you're wanting more, that's where you can find me. And I'm Jenny Brandon of Soul Pet Connections. You can find me on the web at soulpetconnections.com. That is connections with an S. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook under the same handle. So we look forward to connecting with you. Drop us comments, like, follow, subscribe, and we hope to talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Have a great day.